Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Booster Boutique Podcast. It is the end of 2020. Guys, we made it through. I am recording this in my brand new car that my husband and I, you know, I'm driving it and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're going to hear the, the blinker sometimes. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my work and my life has changed so much this year. And a lot of it has been principles that I've been mulling through for many years. (laughs) And when I say mulling through, I mean like I've had some resistance to really accepting and integrating these new principles in my life. What 2020 has really done has shoved (laughs) me and maybe you into a new way of living, a new way of thinking. And on today's podcast, I really want to talk about that a little bit more of what have we really learned from 2020? How can we move forward? How can we integrate what we've learned? And how can we look back on 2020 and be proud of ourselves? I think there is this uh, sort of feeling of oh my gosh, it's over. This is awesome. I'm so happy that it's over. And also at the same time, there's this uh, lingering feeling of, I didn't do enough. I didn't accomplish enough. Or this year was hard and maybe I just fought my way through it. Maybe I just sort of struggled my way through it and survived, right? I had a friend text me the other day and she said, you know, Emily, sometimes surviving is as just as good as thriving. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I love that. I love that because there are moments of thrive and there are moments of survive. And why are we placing judgment on either of them? If survival mode is what got you through this year, then pat yourself on the back. If survival mode was something that helped you wake up every day because you said, you know what, I got to get my stuff together and I got to work through some of this then good. And if thrive was your natural state this year, because you love chaos and you love uncertainty, then awesome. The judgment and the connection to our self-worth and our value that we've placed on productivity, on this concept of success, which I talk about a lot in my next book and and really a lot of what I'm talking about today is talked about in my book that's coming out in 2021 called The Retail Mindset, which I absolutely can't wait to share with you. I keep dropping things here and there. And, And listen, one of the things I've had to let go of is timelines this year. I need to get my book done. 
I need to buy a house. I have a laundry list of timelines that have just been thrown out the window. And that's been hard for me because timelines and moving forward and feeling like I'm hitting goals and and having accomplishments, that has been a lot of how I judge who I am and my own self-worth and my own value. And really being confronted with that this year has been something that behind the scenes I've been mega processing with, of course, my wonderful therapist (laughs) and, you know, through my own self-discovery of, of really having time to spend with myself doing things that don't make me money, that aren't for someone else, that are purely for joy for myself. And and getting back to these things of what did I do when I was a kid that that was fun for me? What did I do when I was in college that was fun for me? Because Lord knows I had fun in college. Getting back to those things that were fun and continuing to explore new things that could potentially be fun things, aka hobbies. You know, developing hobbies has been something that's been on my mind for a long time and I've delved into it. If you've been with me for a while, you know, I've this is an ongoing conversation, okay? But really the exploration of hobbies and how do I do hobbies that are me alone, that really bring me joy? And where can I include some hobbies with my husband who I've been spending pretty much 24-7 with? What kind of hobbies can we do together? And a lot of that has been board games. Thank God for board games. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, here's the thing. I think really some of the big things that I've learned and we've learned just hearing from a lot of you guys and uh, talk, having great conversations over the past, past couple months about really ending the year strong. Okay, cool. What does that mean? What does that look like? And also ending the year in a way where we can celebrate what we have done, what we have accomplished, but also noticing that the accomplishments aren't always from our business and it's not necessary for them to always be from our business. I had a call the other day with a longtime client and friend and she was getting a little nitpicky over her goal being gross margin or gross revenue versus net revenue. And I was like, listen, it's off by like 20 grand. So be it. You spent more time with your kids. I saw you, you know, leaving calls to go make a grilled cheese for your daughter who was, you know, at home doing virtual school. Let's also be really cognizant of the fact that so many of you had to manage way more in your home than ever before. You had to manage these constant changes. And that really brings me to the point of pivot. We learned how to pivot this year. We learned the resistance we might have to pivoting. We learned that we might need to try a a couple different ways to get to the one that feels good to us, that feels like it's working for us. Pivoting is something that If we didn't learn it before, we learned it this year. We learned how to change our mindset. We learned how to change how we do business. We learned how how we changed having our kids get a great education. We had to pivot to learn how to have more people in our homes or pivot to learn that we couldn't leave our homes 
the amount of pivoting we've had to do this year, it's okay to be exhausted. Like I give you full permission to feel just mentally drained and exhausted. And that's why I'm really advocating the past couple weeks to take some time off, give yourself some space. And you know, this car ride I'm in, I'm going to see a friend I haven't been able to see in a year because of all this. And we figured out a safe way to get together. And I can't wait. I'm so excited because, you know, this is a treat now. And it's a treat and I cherish it because it is something that's been taken away. But pivoting has been a big deal this year. I would also have to say that boundaries continue to be a hot topic with so many of you, even myself. But what are the boundaries of where we need to be setting clear roadblocks, clear definitions for what we want to protect our energy? Let's go back to just the idea that boundaries help us manage our energy clearly, precisely. They give us that freedom to say no or let me think about that or maybe later or that's not going to work right now, but check back with me in a little while. You know, where have you set boundaries with your business? with people around you. Maybe it's a conversation too of where do I need to set more boundaries? Because actually, because I've been at home so much, because my family's at home all up in my grill all the time, I haven't been good at setting boundaries and I need to to figure that out. And I want to recommend a book. I'm going to put it down in the show notes. It's a book that I bought for my husband. He wanted to read it and Uh, It's called something like The Art of Doing Nothing or uh, How to Do Nothing. Uh, I'm going to put the the link down in the show notes. I I can't quite remember at the moment, but it's all about this. It's all about being able to set boundaries. And essentially in this book, which is another piece of, I think, what we learned in 2020 is what does productivity mean? What does it mean to us? What does it mean to the people around us? And how do we allow ourselves to redesign and rethink what is being productive? Is it how many things can I get done in a day? Or is it how many or how few things can I do today that really move the needle? That really move me forward in a way that feels good to me? And maybe these are things you haven't really thought about. This, you know, I get very reflective at the end of the year. I sort of have this time in December where I really slow down. I get really reflective. And then I kid you not, January 1st, my brain just like turns on. You know, six years ago, I wrote my first book in the first three days of 2015. Yeah, 2015. And it was the most productive three days I think I had in in a long time. But it was really because I could let myself get there. I think, you know, as boutique owners, you spent the past four months just with anxiety, with preparation, with planning and just really hustling And so it's important for you after the holiday season to take a minute to breathe and to slow down and maybe spend some time off your phone, off the computer, and not apologize for it, not feel bad about it, not say, oh, I should, could, would, 
whatever, be doing this stuff. You don't. You just worked your bum off for a long time. And if you need me to give you permission, uh, hi, I'm here. You have permission to take a couple days off and a couple days in a row so that you really feel nourished and you really feel like excited to get back to the work. That's one thing that I've, in, in my many years of being an entrepreneur, almost 10 plus years now, I've realized that when I take time off, I come back stronger. I come back cleaner. I, I just come back in a way that it's just better. I just can, I have a clear head. I can do what I need to do. So how do we move forward in 2021? I want to plant some seeds in your head. I don't necessarily want you to take action today or tomorrow. I just want to plant some seeds, allow you to listen to this. Maybe you're on a walk, you're running. I know a lot of you guys get out of the house and do things while you listen. So I want to also give you kudos for that because like, that's super cool that you allow me into your sort of alone time or your workout time. So let me plant some seeds while you're, you're out and about, or maybe you're just chilling. So first of all, you know, I want to really emphasize that this year is going to force us to dig deeper into how we feel because we've slowed down so much. And maybe you haven't slowed down. Maybe you've sped up a lot. And that's okay too, but I want to really challenge you to check in with yourself more often during the day and say, how do I feel? How am I feeling? What is the, uh, you know, in the moment right now, what is the overwhelming feeling I have? If it is maybe a more negative leaning emotion or something that's like, I feel overwhelmed, I feel unsteady, I feel anxious. How can you shift that? The power that you have in your own body to shift the energy and shift how you feel is immense. And I think that when we come back to our personal power and we come back to our physical bodies, that we can change our mental states. And we know this, we've all worked out and been like, wow, I feel amazing after that we can do that in a small way just through our thought. It doesn't have to be, oh, I need to go do a workout to feel better. We can do that through how we're thinking because our thought patterns are what create our beliefs and our beliefs create our actions. And it's just this whole feedback loop. And I think a lot of us have been feeling maybe not our best, but we have power to realign and we have power to to readjust that. And my book editor said to me as we were finishing the manuscript, you know, sort of like a nice second draft that's feeling really good and and feeling, you know, almost complete. And she said, you know, is there like a, a, can we sum this all up in sort of like a morning routine or a daily practice or, you know, she really wanted me to come up with like my five-step plan. And I was like, listen, I hate that crap. I hate the miracle morning I hate the, the, here's the five things. Like what I have truly found works the best for me is having a check-in each hour to say to myself, how do I feel right now? And I have a pop-up on my phone. How do I feel right now? That constant checking in with myself, with my body, with, um, uh, acknowledging and becoming aware of the fact that how I feel is how I'm going to spend my day and how I'm going to react to people and how I'm going to really live my life overall. 
that has been so wildly powerful for me because I need to not just breeze through my day not paying attention and being in a place of sort of disconnection. For me, the place of connection comes directly from the ability to check in with how I feel at that moment and digging into that truly. So how can you connect more in with how you feel in 2021? I think that for me, dropping into this place of knowing how do I feel and am I too connected? Am I too worried? The idea of hustle and succeed and do, do, do overwhelming my thoughts today or this hour and what caused that and how can I avoid it? (laughs) really like into solving the solutions. Is me checking email when I wake up in the morning causing me to feel calm because I can go through my morning feeling good and like, okay, there's no fires to put out. Or is checking my email in the morning when I wake up causing me stress and actually causing me to run to my computer for two hours and then I haven't eaten or I haven't had coffee and oh my gosh, I'm starving and then I have to get on a call. And what are these things that might be causing the problem and how can we slowly but surely adjust them, become aware and adjust? I truly think in 2020, it's time to drop the hustle. It's time to drop the rise and grind. I got to do all the things. I'm a workaholic and it's great for me. Like all of these things have been instilled in us in a way that I believe are very unhealthy. And I've had my own journeys with these sort of terminologies, these things. And I have had to work very, it's kind of counterproductive, right? Counterproductive to say, I've worked really hard to drop my workaholism. But but truly, I have to tell you, you know, I joked a little bit the past couple months that I've really healed my work addiction and I have a fair amount of free time in my schedule. It's a pandemic. So now I have all this free time and nothing to do (laughs) because I don't want to work. Right. It's this weird loop. And my husband said to me, he said, you know, Emily, you love to work. So like, can you drop the shame from feeling like you can't work because work is bad. Work is only bad when it's causing problems for you, when you're staying up till three in the morning, when you're feeling like, I have to, I have to, I have to. There is times when you are loving your work, you're flowing through it, it's fun for you. And that's where it's okay to sort of separate the, is work unhealthy, is it healthy, is it fun? right? So how is that balance, that awareness of the work and the hustle and the the must do's versus the I want to do coming up for you? And how can you shift that if need be? I also, you know, sort of my last little piece here into how we move forward into 2021. I really feel like we need to acknowledge the good and not in a way where we're like gaslighting each other. You know, like I've had my some family members in conversation say, oh, well, but this person has it harder. We should be lucky because X, Y, and Z. No, listen, we need to acknowledge that we are truly waking up every day in a place where we are moving in a direction to create more goodness in our life. 
And it has nothing to do with comparing to other people. It has nothing to do with comparing to family members. In our own self, in our own journey of becoming who we are and being who we are, there's a lot of good. If you're hanging out here, you're hanging out with me, like you are a good person. You are enough. You were born enough. You are worthy of everything good that comes to you, whether it took a lot of work or it didn't. Because let's be honest, sometimes we do have to sort of work for what we want. We do have to put that energy and effort forward to have those things that we want. And sometimes things just come easily to us. And that's okay too. Don't gaslight yourself. Don't say, don't put yourself down and say, oh, well, that just fell into my lap. Or, oh, that was easy. You deserve every good thing that comes to you all the time. One of the practices I've been working through is on a daily or weekly basis, just really touching base, even if it's just in my head of what good did I do today? What good did I experience or feel today? When did I feel good today? And maybe it's not linked to something I did. Maybe it's actually linked to something I didn't do. (laughs) I think noticing the good and noticing where you struggle and have resistance, those two things are sort of counterpoints. And they, they, they all loop back to this idea of how do I feel? How do I want to feel? The struggle or the resistance sometimes is showing you what is either blocking you from what you want or what is not helping you on your journey, or it's showing you where something just needs to change. I think one of the biggest things that I've done in my business this year is I've just stopped doing things that I don't want to do, you know, and and to to a degree that maybe made some people unhappy or maybe made people confused. But, you know, behind the scenes, I have stopped doing a lot of things. I felt compulsive that like I had to compulsively do these things all the time to make people feel like I was good enough or make things I was worthy enough or that I had value or I was loved. That's like a really sick place to live. And I say that very like irreverently in, in a way because I did feel like for a long time I had to be responding to every message every you know and I think you guys are going through this too where especially in the startup phase you feel like oh my gosh I have to over deliver yes it's great to over deliver it's great to say you're gonna do less and then give more it's also great to realize if that over delivery and that struggle is hurting you if you're up at night answering customer emails at 1 a.m and listen you could be doing that because that's the time you have And I get that. But if it's becoming a compulsion, if it's becoming like, I have to respond within five minutes to people, like, I just want to remind you, we are selling clothes. People can wait. Unless you set that boundary and unless you really dig into saying no or saying these are my business hours or saying, no, we don't take returns. Everything's final sale. Go through what are the things that are draining your energy and figure out how to stop doing it. Or put a boundary on it because you don't need to struggle to build your business. And maybe that's really the lesson of all this is you don't need to struggle to build your business. Will days be hard? Yeah. Will there be moments that stink? Yeah. But if you are really struggling and you're really like, you know, Emily, this has been so hard for me to build my business or get where I am. Check in with yourself. Because now is a fresh start where you get to create what it is you want. You get to adjust these things. There's no reason to build a business at all that isn't fun, 
that doesn't give you free time, that doesn't give you more time and spaciousness with your family, that doesn't bring you joy. Moving into 2021, connect with those things in your business and your life that bring you joy and do more of them and connect into those things that are really just like poo poo, ew, I don't want to do this and stop doing it. To close out, I want to thank you guys for an incredible 2020. I have truly had such an amazing year helping you all through what's been going on. You have helped me get through what's been going on this year. Everything out in the public eye that I I show you, that I teach you, there's also a whole load of crap going on behind the scenes too. And you know, I know that you can relate to that because you're in the same situation. You have all this public stuff out there of your, you know, building your business, being this entrepreneur and this leader in your boutique, and you still have all this stuff going on at home too, right? So I want to thank you because so many of you have either sent emails or commented or like you guys just at the right time, the way I, I swear to God, you know, this is just my business is just such this equal exchange of energy amongst you and I. And I want to acknowledge that truly because there's been so many times where I've seen you guys comment like, oh, this is exactly what I needed to hear right now today, Emily. Like, thank you. And I just want to reflect back on you that there's been so many times that you guys have either commented or said something that and I don't want to cry, but like truly have touched me and, and gotten me through that moment or got me through that day. And and I might not always like say that back to you or be in a space where I can reflect that back because it's just not appropriate or whatever. But I really feel like you all have helped me get through this year as well. So I just, I want to say to you, thank you so much because I want to be a shining light for you and be a person who gives you hope. And I need you. I need you. And I want you to know that you all have been that light and that shining hope for me too. So thank you for being you, for showing up, for spreading love with me, for being the light in your community, and for all of us just really being this bright, beaming energy in the boutique land family of boutique owners. You know, I end this year feeling so grateful for all of you and so in awe of what you've accomplished and so in awe of the people you are and the people I've collected in my community. So thank you so much for being you and being here. And I'm not going to cry, but you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a year guys. And I'm just so proud and I'm so lucky to have you. And I just want to say thank you again for everything. And I'm so excited to move into 2021, hanging out with you and supporting you and continuing us for us all to brighten our light, shine it brighter. 2021 won't know what happened to it. So I'm sending you lots of love. Happy new year. And I will talk to you on the flip side. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast. So more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.